morning, good morning. Morning everybody, Jason here. Welcome to another coffee and a chat. Um, thought we'd uh, do a little bit on the, uh, the whiteboard today. Uh, but today I wanted to talk to you guys uh, about, uh, I get this question actually often at the moment, uh, should I sell? When do it, like, should I sell? The market's going well, should I sell? We're going to talk about that uh, in a minute. But uh, before we get cracking into that, uh, let's just quickly do the intros. For those coming back, uh, like Alison. Morning, Alison. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning, Alison. Uh, and Chris and, uh, and others. Welcome back, those who are coming back. Uh, those who are joining for the first time. Jason Witten is my name. Been property investing for over 20 years and coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, over 18 odd years now and uh, along the way been through a few cycles learn a few things and each morning get together with the crew have a little little coffee and a chat um, with some regular mad property investors like me Rodney and Margaret and others and we uh, we talk about things we we know that this thing is uh, this thing is going to be a marathon not a sprint i say that all the time and the idea is buy something really well and never sell but i get this question regularly oh when when should i sell what do i do uh, and um for me my first default uh, answer is never you're never selling however there's a little asterisk on that uh which means we must uh, analyze the properties we own and maybe just maybe the buy well part in the very simple uh, sentence that I say which is buy well never sell maybe the buy well didn't go so great and uh, we need to understand what that might mean so I'm going to dive into it we've got a fair few of the crew on right now which is good a little sip of the, the caffeine to get things started uh, and away we go so let's just quickly talk about this. That's a picture of Australia, by the way. Um, what do you think? Do you think my, uh, do you think my uh, drawing's pretty good? Hopefully you get that picture. There's a concept, um, gang, called the migration. Uh, my gray. The migration of money, All right? Migration of money, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Margaret. Yeah, my, drawing, my drawing's not that great. I realized when I had kids, I don't know if anyone, anyone's had this realization before, that uh, when I had kids, I was sitting down with my, my, my son and he was like, oh, let, daddy, let's draw some things. Let's draw some airplanes. And I realized my artistic ability hadn't progressed past uh, maybe age 11 or 12 um, in, in, my, in my adult life. So I was, still, I was still an artist at age 11 or 12 anyway. Um, there's my uh, age 11 or 12. A picture of Australia, uh, Margaret. So there you go. <laughs> but the idea has a concept called the migration of money. And often what I see with investors when we, um, when we first start out in uh, investing, and one of the mistakes I see is an idea of uh, investors buy cheaper things, buy things uh, for less money than uh, less money then they can afford to buy because they're nervous. They're like, oh, I'll just test it out. I'll just buy a cheap one and see how I go. I think that's a stupid idea, gang. I'll just buy a cheap one and see how I go. I'll just like only buy a, 
$200,000 property instead of a $500,000 property. Um, and, and what that means to me is you uh, haven't got enough support, education or coaching to make a good decision. But anyway, uh, that's, another, that's, another, that's something else for another chat, another day. So what happens is I see this all the time. Uh, a buyer, an investor, uh, will purchase a property uh, and maybe they purchase a property in uh, a rural setting. Let's say they purchase a property in a rural space because the property was less expensive, uh, the property had uh, a higher income at that point in time, whatever it might be. Let's say they buy a property uh, maybe in a what we would call a C-class location, even though it's located near a city, way further out from the city in the, in the lowest price point uh, suburb in a city, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so uh, that happens often. I've seen it many times. Many people have bought sort of mining town properties. Many people have bought sort of rural fringe properties and, uh, and, and so on. Now, some of them are working out for people, some of them are not, okay? But the idea of migration of money is this, gang. If over 20 years, let me ask you this one, over 20 years, and this is, a, this is an example for me, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I owned a property uh, in Kalgoorlie, uh, and that was, when was that? 14, 15 years ago, 14, 15 years ago, maybe a little bit less, 12 years ago, I can't remember now. Um, it was just before the GFC, uh, 2007, 2000, 2006, 2007. I owned a property in, in, in Kalgoorlie. Now it was worth $300,000. Uh, I bought it for 110, so I was pretty happy with the uplift. And uh, I got to a point where I was like, okay, is my money working hard enough? And question to myself, Question, will my property in Kalgoorlie go from 300,000 to 600,000, okay? That was my question to myself. And I thought at that point in time, being an investor, understanding a few things, I thought, no, it's not gonna happen, okay? Matter of fact, I was right, it actually went down. That went down to 200,000, unfortunately, because of the mining um, collapsed uh, in sort of 2011, 12, 13. What I did is I sold my property and I purchased a waterfront property over here for 450000 450000 uh, in Queensland, $450,000, and that property uh, has risen to $670,000, okay? $670,000. So I was pretty happy with that. The concept, I did sell... I migrated my money from one location, which is a secondary location, to a far better location. And the question is this, gang. The question is this. In 20 years' time, in 20 years' time, where do you think that compared to this property and this property, the values will be? And for me, the answer is I'm backing this property all day long, okay? So that just gives you some context for our conversation today when it comes to the idea of um, when do I sell? Uh, should I sell? Good questions, uh, but there's three reasons. There's three main reasons whether we sell um, or we, things we've got to consider. Number one, okay, the number one reason we would sell um, is you have a dud, a dud property. 
a dud. Dude. <laughs> anyway, there you go. A dud property, not a dude property. It's a dud. Uh, I don't know. Is there a double D in dud? Anyway, it could be. Uh, someone let me know. Uh, English and spelling is certainly not my skill set when it comes to the, the, the world of uh, 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 spelling and uh, complicated words. Now, uh, you've got a dud property. You've got a dud property. It's either reduced in value or it's doing nothing for you, okay? Now, some of the things that we need to understand about a dud property um, is um, one D and dud. Thank you, Carolyn. You saved my bacon. Um, so, uh, the in and out costs of selling a property, okay? Or the in, out, back in costs of selling a property. We need to understand there's stamp duty, there's agent's fees, uh, there may be a small capital gain or there may be clawing back, clawing back of the depreciation you have uh, claimed because when you sell it, it all gets put back in the wash and you get um, capital gains tax on the whole thing or not, or maybe a capital loss, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, a dud property, but the point is, gang, your dollars are here. You've got to make sure if you're going to sell and release some um, equity or some borrowing power, that's, that's part of your plan. Because in the dud, often it has locked up either equity or it's locked up your borrowing power, okay? It's locked up your ability to purchase another property or it, it's locked up some of your value. It's locked up some of your resources in a shit area, in a shit property. Uh, and certainly, uh, if the time is right, then it's good to exit that one and go into a better location. I believe right now, and I've heard this uh, question asked a few times, I believe in the next three to 12 months, anyone who's had a regional property that uh, hasn't performed really well will, will see the ability potentially to exit that regional property and enter into a better location. Now, here's the drill. What's going to happen? Uh, here's my call. Uh, good morning, Shaquille. Here's my call. Here's what's going to happen. I can tell you this right now. You'll have sat on this property for five years or eight years or two years or whatever it might be. And for the first time ever in a regional location, you're getting some, some um, temporary, listen to me now, temporary growth, temporary growth, temporary performance. And what will happen is in, in your mind, you'll go, oh, oh, I can't sell it now. I'll miss out. Don't think that way. Your property is in a sub standard location. It is the perfect time to sell it and get your money out. And with coaching and education, which I'm a massive fan of, understand your money is best in a better location, better infrastructure, better jobs, better futures, better everything, everything. Gang, do not get caught up right now in what's going on because the government just did a big push Oh, we're going to promote um, regional towns. We want people to move to the regional towns. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yay. Go government. It's time to get out. All right. It's time to get out. If you've been sitting there because mark my words, two years, three years, four years later, that town will go to normal and normal is not what you're going to experience in the next 12 months. That is abnormal. Okay. 
and will, it will be a great time to be anti-cyclical for your position purchasing, the, the ability to buy better locations when everyone else is looking the other way as a property investor, okay? Hopefully you get that. Hopefully you understand that, gang, because I've seen it happen twice now. And I've told people, I told one of my investors, he was in Port Hedland, I'm like, get out, it's good, it's good selling. He stuck with it. It went absolutely um, through the floor and he ended up losing his house. He, wasn't, he wouldn't listen to me, okay? Because he was, he was killing it. He was making money. He was caught up in the, this will never end. Everything bloody ends. Everything ends. It's a cycle, all right? Merry-go-rounds uh, stop. But massive ups and downs in these volatile areas Anyway, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I need to finish these other two points. All right, it was a dud. You need to get out, move on, get your money and move it. Migrate your money to a better location, the migration of money. Number two, number two, okay? Um, it was part of your plan. What do you mean, Jason? I, think you, I thought you said buy well, never sell. Yes, however, if you are smart and you've got the right team, uh, six-star team, we've, I've talked about this before, part of your six-star team will be an excellent, an amazing financial planner who is pro-property. And part of that plan might be to sell a property and take the profits and transfer those profits tax-free into a, uh, an entity which is a tax-free entity, which is super, okay? And that will depend on your age, gang. That will depend on your age, um, which is, uh, which is uh, you have to do some strategy work on it, depend on your age, depend on your plan, or, or, gang, it was part of the plan to sell a couple of properties and your PPR, your personal place of residence, now will be debt-free, Okay. In 20 years' time, you weren't, you weren't doing the pay your home off a bit at a time. You bought one or two properties that were going to be the pay your home off in one lump sum. Okay? Part of your plan. Gang, listen to me when I say you must have a plan. This stuff is a 10 to 15-year plan. And there's maybe eight really significant pieces in the plan that will just blow your mind if you get it right, gang. Connect. You guys have got coaches. I know you have. Talk with your coaches, stick to the plan. Stick to the bloody plan, you guys. Now, don't get caught up in this exciting times right now. You know, three or four years ago, it was a bit harder. Now it's all, yay, you know, all, all rainbows and marshmallows. Stick to your plan. Keep going, all right, as we go. Um, so if it's part of your plan, it could be part of an exit plan to put more money into a tax-free environment. It could be part of your plan to sell the property and be uh, debt-free, which is awesome. I like debt-free. Nothing wrong with that, especially bad debt-free. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to carry investment debt because it pays for itself. But we'll talk about that um, at another stage um, as we, as we uh, go along um, and, uh, you know, make it work, gang. All right. So we've got, um, you've got a dud property. You need to move on. Uh, it's part of the plan. You've already created the plan maybe for your PPR or get it into your super. Um, and the, the last reason is that you are being forced to sell, okay? Not the greatest reason, 
however, if you are being forced to sell, you will be very, very grateful that you created a plan because if you're getting forced to sell and you had no plan, that's when you lose bucks, all right? Okay, as we go along. So gang, hopefully that made sense today. Where is your money now? Is your, ask this question to yourself. Are my resources, is my money, my wealth in a location? If I came back in 20 years time, I'm like, yes, winning, all right? Or is it in a location you came back in 20 years time and you're gonna look around at everyone else and they've done, they've done you know, 50, 80, 100% better than you because you left your money in an average location and you knew better. You know better now, you can't ignore this one, all right? Your money needs to be in a better location. You can live wherever you want. You can live in the country, you can live at the beach, you can live in a caravan. I've got clients who actually live in a van and they drive around doing their work and they buy investment properties. Amazing stuff. Live wherever you want, invest in the right places, okay? Um, I think that's it, gang. Uh, I, it was a bit long today, but um, three reasons. You've got to dodge, you need to get out, but make sure if you get in and out, understand the costs. It's part of your plan, tax-free, debt-free, or you're forced to sell, worst one, don't get caught there, okay? Um, that's it, coffee and a chat done. Um, uh, away you go. Hey, hey Shelly, good to see you. Uh, there you go. Hey, Pradesh. Oh, yeah, thanks, mate. Um, I interviewed uh, Dr. Demartini uh, the other day. That was awesome. Amazing to interview that guy. What a, what a mind. What an amazing guy. Kept me on my toes, that's for sure. Um, so thanks for the shout-out, uh, Pratesh. And uh, hey, good to see you, Shelly. All right, gang. Uh, thank you too, Margaret. Thanks, gang. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Shelly. Um, oh, there's Sharon. Hey, awesome. Awesome to see you, Sharon. Hey, gang, that's it from me. I'm done and dusted uh, for a coffee and a chat. Uh, join me tomorrow for one more coffee and a chat on a Friday. Um, I think that's it. I'm done. Adios. <laughs> Have a great day, gang. Bye-bye.